0: I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk.
1: Now, let the buzz
2: begin. Hey, what's good, everybody? We are back here at AfterBuzz TV. We're talking about 50 Rich, episode two, Follow the Money. And I'm your boy, Danny Royce, Follow here with my lovely co-host. You know her from Real Housewives in New York and Camp Getaway. Uh, she's also an amazing model. Check her out. She's oh. in charge of our news and gossip tonight. Please welcome your warm round of applause for Allie James.
3: Hey, guys. Excited to be here.
2: Yeah. And we got over here to my right or left. However you're looking. <laughs> you know her on Vanderpump <laughs> and Pump Rules. She's also in charge of our special segment, Shine a Light. Also, the creator of the True and Make a Statement online shows. Please welcome Duraslyn Johnson.
0: Hey, guys. I'm excited to be back to talk about this one because this is when they got into the tea.
2: Mm-hmm. This guy, saved you, right? Yeah, your, right. your last name changed though on the last one, man. <laughs> I was like Johnson, Javon. Okay. It's, it's. Different.
0: I know. I meant to put Javon. I know because Ryan always will say my last name, but I, you can call me by my full name. It's just that I'm, I'm almost married, so it's like I'm trying to go back. Oh,
2: almost married. It's okay. You <laughs>
0: so know, it's like I'm trying to. Go I by love your ring.
2: Thank it's me. beautiful.
0: He,
3: like,
1: did a he, did he did good job. He did
2: good. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody, I'm your host, Seth, Danny Royce. Uh, and we got a lot to talk about today. We got a lot to talk about this episode. I mean, um, there's a lot going on. We got we got some nuggets. We got a little bit of history. So, you know, what were your overall thoughts, Allie?
3: Yeah, I loved getting the background on Epstein. I know uh, the last episode, we all kind of had so many questions about um where he came from and what his past life was like that uh made him the way he is today but it was interesting Mm -hmm. seeing that he always growing up uh he was a liar he was not a rule follower he um scammed people and always got what he wanted so i think that that definitely kind of goes to show or characterize the type of person he eventually became but Yeah, interesting for sure to see all of that because that answered a lot of questions that I had
0: for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and it it answered a lot of minds, but it still left me with so many more, you know, because it's it's starting at a portion of him getting out of college, not, not having graduated and somehow working his way to Dalton and then Wall Street. So we still want to know who was, who were, you know, we know he came from Brooklyn, Who were his parents who was he around like how did he get to become a monster um what we're the backstory we're seeing he was already this monster and probably only once he got to wall street it only just fueled it even more it was really interesting to learn his backstory and um shout out to steve huttenberg (laughs) his involvement his input you know just putting it out there with the ponzi scheme and we touched on that. Last last episode where his involvement with Ponzi schemes in the '80s and then turning sex trafficking into this pyramid. Um, right. So this episode was full of tea, full of revelations, mm-hmm. and it just was. It just got real juicy.
2: <laughs> it did get real juicy, and I'm gonna quote the good old uh, Warren Buffett when he said, uh, "You know." Uh, you're always the way you are money just amplifies it so it's not money doesn't change people you are who you are money just brings it out even more Um, so I want to go we're going to talk about you know our topics then we're going to get into uh, some news and gossip and of course we have our uh, special segment shine a light Um, so first I want to talk about our some new uh, victims that we got introduced this episode Virginia and Courtney um, so Virginia worked at Marlago, Trump's place, and uh, he worked. She worked in the locker room, uh, and then there he she was approached by uh, our our favorite person to talk about, Ghislaine, Right? She's always around, lurking, uh, and so they end up taking her to you know Epstein's, and then they have this interview. They were telling her that she was going to be interviewed. We, uh, we, came to, we come to find out that interview is actually a massage, right? So this is his like MO. This is how he gets his girls, by massages, um, which, you know, I don't know if you, you guys had a uh, actual professional massage, but it definitely gets you vulnerable. Like you are yeah. broken down. Like, you, you know, you're very, it's a very intimate setting. Yeah. Um, so this makes total sense. This is his avenue of getting mm-hmm. uh, getting them in there. But what did you guys think about the whole um, Virginia story of how she was um, brought to the interview and then went back the next day?
0: It was disturbing to me um, to just, one, of course, you know, you hear Mar-a-Lago, you're thinking of the uh, current commander-in-chief and and his involvement and um, even all the other high-profile relationships he had that were involved with maybe unknowingly but still just some kind of way involved with this weird sick nasty um ring he had going on but then to see how this interview the way they even called it an interview um went and and how it spawned like you know to think like I was thinking of when she went away you know when she went home thinking of the conversation that Epstein and Ghislaine had probably along the lines of oh you know she really was receptive to our nastiness and I think that she's someone we could really bring in on this and you know lo and behold she kind of like she she reveals that they've had this weird family situation and I think it's like okay at this point we already know that Epstein is disturbed now you're really starting to look at this Ghislaine character like what is your role why are you okay with this like are you two together um, Are do, you know, what's your contact with young girls outside of him? Cause clearly you have a thing for young girls too. What happened yeah. to you? It's like, you just start asking all these questions from this one girl's story because of the fact that she really was like basically living with them and being like their sex slave for right. them and others. It was, it was just so shocking. It was really extremely shocking to learn about.
2: And she was, I mean, she went everywhere with them, like different skiing trips and vacations and all that stuff. And, you know, it's, it's like when you join a new like fraternity or sorority, whatever, you know, like you're a part of them. Right. But in this case, like she was, she was expendable, you know, she believed that she was one of the, one of them and in their group of whatever you want to call it, thropal or whatever it is. But it just, yeah, she was expendable. And I just felt like her story definitely showed uh, a different part of, especially Ghislaine, but um, how things went down in there, like they're tag teaming these girls. It's crazy. Um, And then we go on to talk about Courtney, uh, which she recruited up to 40 to 60 girls. Insane. Ali, what did you think about Courtney's uh, Courtney's story?
3: I, I mean, I honestly don't even know what to say about that because, you know, it is—it's so difficult, and like you—you you don't want to say the wrong thing. And she's a victim, you know, she is. Um, but when I heard how many girls, my jaw literally dropped. I mean, this is just insane. Right. I don't know how on earth they got away with this for so long. Um, It's really just, it's just insane. Like, that's all there is to it. And um, I'm glad that this documentary is out and, like, airing all this dirty laundry because uh, this can't keep happening. But, yeah, I was just shocked. And, again, like, you know, like we said in the last episode, Courtney's still a victim and she was still getting brainwashed and she needed the money. And at the end of the day, Epstein is the monster here and he's the one controlling and, um, you know, getting his way like he does. But um, Ghislaine... I am also shocked by how much we learned about her in this episode and the type of role she played. I know I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but how we heard her talk to the Farmer sisters later in the episode, um, threatening her and calling her. She's just as guilty to me. And it's kind of a touchy subject because we don't know, like you guys said, where she kind of got involved and what type of abuse maybe she dealt with from Epstein as well. But at this point, she's looking awfully guilty, and she had a lot to do with getting these younger girls involved. So, to me, I, I I don't know.
0: I wish that she, I wish we knew more.
1: Right. Um, Yeah. Yeah, Oh, go ahead. Go
0: ahead. ahead, I did want to just touch on because we we were talking about um, his history and what they all said is, you know, people he used to work with back in the seventies and eighties is that he is. He's so good at persuasion. He's a great salesman. Yeah. So it does make me wonder if was Galen in with him on being a good salesman, or was he also continuing to sell her? Her, right? Yeah. You know, because it's like he really had this power of manipulation over people.
3: And she right. was vulnerable because she lost her father. They said, and then she came over to New York, and he basically became her like new father figure. Like he was right. a little older, and he was rich, and. She might have just looked up to him, which is just unfortunate.
0: But uh, definitely. In addition, because what did they what did they say her father did? I know he also was wealthy, but what was his background?
2: A, um, he was he. owned a newspaper, right? Like the mm-hmm. new a newspaper. He uh, was like company. the Daily
0: News. Like like a so a, yeah, we can only imagine what she saw
2: right. growing
0: up with a exactly. a businessman type father. Who who? How controlling was he? How did he handle? things with people or disagreements or whatever that she picked Mm -hmm. up and could have thought it became normal.
2: Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, and you know, if that's all she's she's known. You know, if, if it's something that you're around and that's all you know, you then you're not you're not trying to learn anything new. You're gonna keep going. Hence the name of this episode, Follow the Money. Seem like she follows the money. Like that's that's yeah. what it is. The the money is power. So she's gonna stand behind whoever has the power because that's all she knows. But I feel like this whole um this whole series is about victims. Like even Epstein was a victim at some point, right? We can just we can just um, um, just see that, but the whole thing is like when if, if you're a victim, what are you going to do after this to help others in your situation or becoming in the same uh, victimization as you? Like, are you going to keep doing that, or are you going to fall on the other side and become the oppressor? And that's what Epstein definitely did. He became the oppressor. Um, but before we go to our next topic. I wanna say thank you everybody for tuning in and watching us here at After Buzz TV. We have a plethora of other uh, after shows you can check out and drama and horror and sci-fi, all that good stuff, romance. We also have uh, sports. We are your ESPN of TV talk and we thank you so much for allowing us to come in your homes uh, during this time and share our passions, our love of talking about these shows. We are here. It's Filthy Rich ES uh, episode two, follow the money. Go ahead and click like, thumbs up, five stars. We appreciate you. We love you. Now let's get back to it. Um, episode, I want to talk about our next topic, which is we, we discussed a little bit, um, but Epstein's history. So we actually got a little glimpse of his history. Ali, I agree with you. Like I wanted to know more. I, I, I felt like they, um, you know, they talked about him, you know, being born on Coney Island, uh, a middle class citizen, um, going and teaching at Dalton School, like those type of things. But I feel like they just jumped ahead a lot. You know what I mean? What happened in that stage where maybe we don't know, maybe no one knows, no one's gotten that information. But I just feel like something horrible has happened uh, during that time, and that's why we're seeing the Epstein that we're, we saw in, the, in this series. Um, but I wanna talk about Ghislaine and um, where she's come from. Uh, Drossin, you mentioned about you know, her, her dad and being around all these, these business, all this money. Um, what do you think, like she's constantly, as you say, they showed it again at the end, that she is not she, um, not owning up to any of these allegations. Right right at all what do you think about
0: that i can't i can't it, as a woman
2: right it's like yeah.
0: how like you know what he did right all these girls are not lying you were there people there's witnesses they're all of that and you're a woman and i just don't understand how like i mean i don't i'm wondering if we'll find it out in later episodes but was she at least ever brought in for questioning because right. what we're seeing so far, like from just seeing what we're learning in the last two episodes and her little statement at the end as she denies all allegations. It's like, girl, like, how have you not been brought in for questioning the way that he was? You know, at the end of the day, he had money, but he was still being brought in for depositions. He was still being questioned where, you know, you're able to look at the tape and be like, you know, this guy is lying. But it's like right. you really still have to follow the legal system but this lady we're not we I don't even know what her voice sounds like so I I really want to dig in into her I know it it, that's what's going to happen because whenever these kind of documentaries come out or anything you know like what happened with the Central Park Five everybody on the Linda Fairstein and uh Tiger King Carol Baskin so this time galane maxwell yeah we are checking for out. you
1: we right. already
0: know that you was at in yeah. <laughs> and out last week it's only a matter of time because social time. media is real everybody has camera phones we gonna find uh-huh. you yes you the camera you can't hide forever Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, like I said last episode, because what we're seeing, and we see it time and time again with these, with these kind of documentaries on this, there is no justice system, especially not in America. But <laughs> time is where the justice is served, because what's yep. done in the dark always comes out to light. Always comes we to we light. We'll find out, and when the general public finds out, we will drag <laughs> your ass. So <laughs> Maxwell, it's only a matter of time for karma comes for you, boo-boo. Yes.
2: it is <laughs> it's only a matter of time like and you're you're extremely right about that um i mean she stayed in the dark for quite some time and we learned in this episode that she was the extrovert she was the one out there mingling and doing all that and getting everyone yeah. and, and epstein is the one that was kind of like sitting in the back pulling the strings but kind of just you know an observer he was the he was the introvert so, so to speak um So I like how we learned a little bit more about her, uh, where she came from. I was able to understand kind of like her psyche a little bit. Um, And literally she's one of those women, in my opinion, that just follows power, wherever the power is. Like she, she, who knows? She could have, she could have slipped them a little something about Epstein towards the end, you know, as Mm -hmm. her back was against the wall, who knows? Um, But I just found that was very interesting. And then, so He goes to teach.
0: How? I don't even, okay, I know he lied about the college thing, but how did you even get an interview at the Dalton School? Like, that's when I'm still not, like, this snakey, snake, snake, how was he able to even maneuver his path from Dalton to Bear Stearns based on lies we know how trump did it but but trump came from a rich daddy so that's how he at least had a foundation this dude came from coney island i need to know i need to know i need to learn some of his
2: i'm just like you know that that shows that he was he was brilliant like he was very smart in what he did now could we just get that same, you know, brilliancy and put it to something that can be useful and help the world. Like I, all these things that he did created lies, like got people, I'm talking about like magnets, business magnets to, um, to, to believe him and put their money in him, you know, and, and, and he's able to watch, oh, like that takes some, some balls. Okay. <laughs> like, like you got to be right. smart to do that. Um, but yeah, so I just find it, I, I found it just, you know, just disheartening that he was a teacher, at Dalton, like around all these girls, around all these young people. Um, you know, uh, that Bear Stearns, they were saying, you know, that it was already, he already had the kind of, you know, persona that he was known as a, a ladies, a ladies man. Um, they didn't put two, two together back then, obviously, but he was a ladies man starting from that age. Um which also, you know, makes me wonder like what else happened between your mom and dad?
1: You know what I'm saying?
2: Like was your dad doing these things. Like, um, so I want to talk about when he got to burst beer I'm sorry, bear Stearns. And what do you guys think about that, Allie? What did you think about his whole stint there and how he was supposed to be fired, but didn't.
3: Yeah, I mean, this was a very telling episode from everything we've already discussed. Like, I was sitting there wondering the exact same thing. Like, I have a degree. It takes so many LinkedIn applications to even land one freaking (laughs) interview. Like, it's frustrating. And then this guy just goes and marches right in and gets a job on Wall Street and out of school. And it was just confusing. So that just goes to show how powerful he was. I mean, he was able to trick Les Wexner, who was like the most- my family's from new albany i've seen that mansion and it is not a joke and he is a powerful like i don't know i was just sitting there wondering what i I don't know what type of person could um manipulate someone that powerful so and then to see him at uh get this uh job at the company and then um i don't remember his name but the guy who was talking about um wanting to fire him and mm-hmm. who says that's that's yeah. like, yeah. that, obviously.
2: Regrets. yeah. It goes to I mean, show,
3: like, that's, I don't know. It, it makes you think uh, maybe, you know, you want to forgive people, but also sometimes it's, you got to do the right thing, especially when so much money is involved and you're a big company, you can't risk, you can't take on that type of liability. I don't know. It was just all very telling.
0: And right. were there, were there earlier victims who haven't come out and spoken since now we know you know we know that he had worked at a school with children and then he had that career in Wall Street during the 80s when it was you know it was party error so it was super easy for him to meet young willing girls or you know just unknowing girls and what he could do with them because he had so much money and power even at that time it was he was still early right. on he wasn't at billionaire status yet but he was still well on his way so mm-hmm. he could have, you know, wooed women with his finances.
2: Finances and his charisma yeah. that apparently no one could outrun. <laughs> I mean, the way they described <laughs> his charisma in this episode was like he was yeah. some godlike, you know, yeah. I'm like, what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and <laughs> like, it's really
1: I, I weird.
0: It's it because it, he's not, you know, like he's not an unattractive man.
1: Mm-hmm. Right.
0: So it's like, you know, like you're sick in the head, bro. Cause it's like, you literally could have had any girl you wanted. Right. Even like you could have been the guy to date all the supermodels and just, you know, go, you know, you yeah. could have been a Leonardo DiCaprio totally. and nobody would have a problem with it because these right. are all women of age that you're dating. You guys are involved. If you choose to not be involved, you're not involved. But to go after young girls when you have all of this potential to live a normal bachelor life, it's weird. AF. Mm-hmm.
2: right, it it definitely is. and then just to keep going online, which brings us to the uh, charge um, that was dropped to solicitation of prostitution. Um, yeah, so uh, that was that was interesting. so I, I even had to like kind of Google and just kind of understand what solicitation of prostitution was. Um, and I understand it's a less chart, less in charge, but at the same time, if you're so- soliciting, prostitution it means you're you're doing it you know you're you're involved in it in heavy situations so he bought someone off someone got bought off um right which happens all the time all um the time. and then we learned that the fbi took over so what was the, the gentleman's name was michael uh
0: writer okay yeah. so
2: he worked with uh palm uh I don't know why I'm saying Palm Springs. I know. Uh, I <laughs> of
1: We're in California. We're in California, California
2: right? <laughs> Palm Springs uh, Police Department. And he really, really pushed um, this to go to the federal level. So FBI takes over, right? They create this chart of this pyramid scheme. of just, And this is actually, uh, I believe, it didn't come out and say this yet, um, I don't know what the, the last two episodes will hold, but this has to be where he made a lot of his millions, mm-hmm. uh, because of all all these people he knew, um, business magnates, you know, all these politicians, all these people he knew. And I'm not gonna, and I'll say it right now, I know that Trump was part of this as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so
2: as soon as we get his ass out of office, then yeah, we can yeah. feel better. Um, so um, the yeah, so you got all these people, right, and you're getting paid to traffic. These women, I'm sure. Not just being a financial advisor, this is where he got made a lot of his millions. Um, just, just really pimping out these girls, and right. it's crazy. Um, it's crazy the amount of people that he was able to manipulate in bringing more people. Right. Insane. Forty to sixty people or girls like you. You know, palm like literally palm. Palm Beach, uh, West Palm Beach, there were so many girls, as you saw, uh, Ryder, Michael Ryder, he said he did, he was just able to, to find these girls and listen to their stories, stop by their homes, you know, and it was just really prevalent. Then we can go into Steve Hoffenberg, I wanna talk about Steve Hoffenberg was his associate, right? What do you think about that whole situation?
0: (laughs) Listen, man, shout out to Steve. Yeah. Right. Because he knows, Steve knows he ain't shit, right? You know, Mm -hmm. he's putting it like, look, I done already got around. I did my time. I over at Ponzi scheme. Listen, I made it out.
1: I'm going to air it all
0: out. (laughs) Yeah. He was like, and he took accountability. Mm -hmm. He did. Accountability by saying that if it wasn't for me, this guy would have never became a billionaire. And he would have never really been able to go on and do what he ended up doing to all these people. So for him to say that, and right. only, you know, you would like to hear Trump say that. You would like to hear this Acosta, Alex Acosta guy um, say that. You would like to hear other people who were, uh, Bill Clinton. Clinton. Okay? Because we are, let's not keep weeding over the fact Clinton's ass was down there. We know you already getting <laughs> fidgety because we've yeah. known about you getting fidgety with interns since the ninth. <laughs>
1: right to see
0: Huffenberg come out and say look I hired him because I heard he got fired from Bear Stearns for doing shady business and I knew that was the guy that needed to work for me so he's giving you more of an idea of his character right and and he's like look and I'm not out here messing with little girls but I'm letting you know that I'm not you know I'm you know already at the bottom of the barrel so what do you think this guy is I really like to hear from him and what he had to say, because it really put a lot more into perspective of who Jeffrey Epstein was.
2: Right. No, I definitely agree. I think um, him coming out and saying that stuff, and make, but making all the millions that he did on Wall Street, just the Ponzi scheme, right? It a Ponzi scheme. And then, lo and behold, Epstein was going doing his little own mini Ponzi scheme on Hoffenberg. So <laughs> I'm like,
1: yeah.
2: this guy is just like one of the most creative people that that I know, <laughs> like yeah. that I've ever seen, <laughs> and like unfortunately used to on evil acts. But yeah. I mean, this was crazy. Um, how simple it was to do that. I mean, there was so many things like that going on back then, right? Um, yeah. But at the same time, not everyone was caught. Steve was Mm -hmm. caught. Uh, And then we go, we find out, we really find out what Victoria's Secret was. Um, Okay. (laughs) Which is Les Wexner. (laughs) See, (laughs) now I thought Victoria's Secret was, you know, obviously a man uh, created the company, but no, you've got more secrets than that. So (laughs) Les Wexner and Epstein had a, a great relationship, almost to the point where people speculated homosexual relationship which he denied right which i mean i don't put it past him because at this point i think epstein is one of the first people that would do anything he needs to do right to get whoever he wants on his team um so he is able to look i saw it was a one like 4.5 million dollars uh he stole from less over the years and there were there were no charges there were no charges. So that means that either Epstein had something on less
1: mm-hmm. that he didn't want to get out,
2: or, I don't know, something else, because right. who in their right mind wouldn't charge... wouldn't, exactly. <laughs> wouldn't charge $4.5 for million? Right. Like, and when, is, you, like,
0: when you look at even some of the past as uh, you know, because we're we're comparing him to what? The R. Kellys, to right. whoever that other weird dude was in that other documentary where he had sex with the whole family, but I'm looking yeah. at the fact... Um, they had gotten abused as children. And even though they grew up and were like heterosexual, there still was some talks of, because the same thing happened with R. Kelly. There was talks of R. Kelly having some kind of homosexual relationships or even having girls dressed like men.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Um, Now with Epstein, we're hearing that he was possibly dating Lex Wessner. And it's like, hmm, you know, he looked also so offended. One, he looked more offended about, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm, you he looked like more that? offended about the egg penis comment, but mm-hmm. he also looked really, I was like, what? Um, <laughs> I, but he also looked really offended when they asked him if he was in a homosexual relationship. Right. So, um, so it seemed like they had a nerve.
2: They did. Mm-hmm. So there could
0: be some truth to it.
2: Yeah. I think there's definitely be some truth to it, and I and I don't want to make it seem like that makes any difference because it really doesn't. However, it does show a, a little bit of why why Les did not press charges. So, what if he did have some dirt on him or something that he didn't want out? But to let him just escape with that money was insane. Um, and, also,
3: also Les Wexner is insanely rich and I'm like even though it sounds like um however much million dollars it was I feel like this guy Epstein is he sounds like he's really a bit um scary even to these huge CEO these huge moguls who are billionaires richer than Epstein but they're all almost like scared of him like the way they talk about him they're like yeah I just I don't trust him like I think that they know he's involved in some shady business and Les Wexner was probably like, you know what? Let's just we're cutting ties. Take the money. I feel like right. it was almost easier for him to just not even go there and not even mess with him and just completely cut him off. I don't
1: know,
2: right. but right. that's true. I mean, I mean, when, when you're when you're dealing with a real manipulator, like uh, an A-class manipulator, they will make you feel so comfortable and so vulnerable that you won't even know what's going on. And I'm pretty sure, you know, that's what happened, obviously, with these with these girls, but less with Steve, all these people who are high up there and, and, and prestige and they have money and all that stuff, he makes them feel so comfortable by manipulating them and getting them to do what he wants to do, which is an incredible characteristic to have, um, if it's obviously used for, for the best, but which it wasn't. But I want to go to also um, with the FBI I Hope takeover. A lot of the um, victims were reluctant to come forth. Obviously, they were scared. Um, know what might happen. Uh, Epstein had PIs all over the place. Um, even messing with we would talk. We talk about <laughs> was that yeah the police? Brad yes. Edwards was one of the attorneys. That. And Brad Edwards was one of the attorneys that was really going, and and he wasn't gonna let this this, yeah. this go. Okay, he wasn't gonna let this go. And I like how people, um, you know, him, Michael, uh, where's the other guy, Rick, uh, Rick, Carey, Rick Carey, Joseph
0: Rick Carey, um, RIP. Yeah,
2: Joseph Carey, mm-hmm. RIP. Right. I love how these these men, they. And women, what was the uh the I'm sorry, the FBI lady. Um, uh, oh, Ab- yeah. I think I wrote, I wrote her oh. name. I think it was Abigail or something. Yeah, I right. know. I
1: I forgot her name. Yeah. I know who you're talking
2: um, about. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. So, but yeah. these people, you know, they just had a connection with with this, and they just wanted to see them, him go down. But you know, they're just they were just people who they were just doing their job, but they fought so hard for it, and I and I love seeing that. Uh, how someone's not really necessarily tied to it, but really just want justice to be brought. And um, you know, just like now, justice for George Floyd, justice for all these people. I mean, I don't care who you are. Now is the time to raise your voice and mm-hmm. make it be heard. Um, and so, I want to uh, go off. We're going to go off into uh, into our special segment soon. But does anyone have anything else to add on about this episode? Good. Disturbing. Um, we we yeah. we covered it. I know. It's very disturbing. Yeah. Very disturbing. Um, I'm looking forward to what the next episode brings up. Um, I know it's gonna be a lot of more lot more eye-opening things, and uh, we obviously know how this ends, right? Um so I can't wait to talk about that too, because I don't buy any of it. Um right. so let's go to our special segment take away. Yes
0: yeah, so we're going to shine a light on the little bit of positivity we were able to get from episode 2 Follow the Money. Um so I would like to shine a light on of course Michael Ryder of the Palm Beach Police Department for staying on the case and noticing the early signs of something going wrong. And I already gave a special shout out to Steve Huffenberg because yeah. he ain't shit, but you know what, He he's, help. he's helping in the way he can, so, you know, he's trying to right his wrongs from back mm-hmm. in the day,
1: <laughs> who do
0: you got, Allie? I was right there with you, I was between
3: Michael Ryder and uh, Steve Hoffenberg, um, I appreciate Steve for, you know, he searched his time, he knows what he did was wrong, and he fessed up and he admitted it on Netflix. Like, I wish more people would learn from that.
1: Right, that's crazy. You know,
3: like, that was amazing to see um, a white old man taking accountability for something <laughs> wrong he did. We need more of that. And then also Michael Ryder, because he could have easily have just let that um, let uh, Epstein walk away with the bail and get off uh, the first time. But he said, no, this is wrong. And he even messaged the victim's parents and was like, I'm going to make this right. And that was amazing to see. And he went to the FBI. So.
1: Yeah
2: yeah and i'm gonna shine the light on i don't know i think it's i don't know her name i'm mm-hmm. gonna call her a because i know it starts with an a <laughs> yeah. but uh you know they gave her a shout out i believe it was um it was courtney um that said mm-hmm. that she really just um pushed for this and they mentioned her in here she didn't talk or anything i'm not sure if she's even alive right now but um kudos to her for really standing up Against these people being a woman um, and being an attorney and just really fighting for these mm-hmm. victims, I take my hats off to her because it's definitely not easy uh, playing in a circle of men. So
0: yeah, I also want to special shout out to Attorney Brad Edwards. We yes. really got to see him in this in this episode, and he was being threatened. His family was being threatened, and he stayed on the case even after Great. everything happened with the bullshit. Sentence that he got he stayed on this because um, he knew it was shady and he knew justice wasn't served so shout out to him and um mm-hmm. r.i.p joseph ricari joseph mm-hmm.
1: ricari yes
2: yeah. all right there we have uh news and gossip yes
3: so just a little i have a little piece of news that i found kind of interesting um, but the director of filthy rich her name is lisa bryant Um, And they actually, I don't know if you guys knew this, but I found it interesting, but they started filming a year before he was even arrested. Um, And uh, I think that, you know, she said they were trying to do this to help really bring to light just how severe and insane this entire situation is. Um, Of course, we know he ends up going to jail, dying and everything. But um, yeah, the director says they traveled the globe to deliver the most complete and intimate look at Epstein's survivors. Um, and hopes wow. to provoke change because, uh, yeah, the um, we have a broken just, justice system here. And so that was really the hope of this show. Also, something interesting, um, before it released on Netflix, um, we saw some trailers. We knew the show was coming. So did some other important A-list people. Um, and the director couldn't name who exactly reached out to her. But she did say like we can all imagine she got some pretty nasty letters from some pretty important wow. people threatening her and basically scared that they would be um shown in this documentary so that's yeah. just something to think about very interesting i like, want the yeah. tea i know yeah. me too air them out i want to know i want
2: to <laughs> <laughs> know
3: i know i wish she could just tell us who was writing those letters um I have my guess. I, I feel like that's kind of the elephant in the room throughout this whole show. Is right.
1: Trump right. was
3: involved, the president of our United States. How does that even happen? Of course. Um Prince Andrews. But I'm hoping this episode shows a little bit more of that and we'll we'll get yeah, to that. Yeah, let's news.
0: get more about this Prince Andrew. Yeah.
2: So, yeah right.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, I
2: want mean, it. Yeah, because yeah, he was shaking t- uh, you know, coats with so many people and they weren't all just, you know, acquaintances, obviously, right? Yeah. So but we—that's uh, our—that's it for the episode. To uh, right now, we got another episode coming up, uh, episode three at seven p.m. Thank you for watching, guys. It's been crazy—a lot of interesting conversations, a lot of deep conversations. But uh, we're gonna continue this. Two more episodes to go. Drosin, go ahead and see us yeah. out.
0: Follow me at Jaroslyn Diva, J-E-R-O-S-L-Y-N on Instagram and TikTok. On Twitter, it's Jaroslyn Diva with a zero and an eight.
3: Yes. And on Instagram, you guys can find me at Alexandra Janes. And on Twitter, it's Allie underscore Janes 13.
2: And you can find me everywhere at I am Danny Royce. It's a pleasure talking with you ladies. We'll see you all soon. Episode three at 7 p.m. Make sure you tune in. Bye, guys. Bye.